Uh, I just believe in the process, and we're, we're going to win going through the process. Now, Bill's Mafia, it's time for the main event. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bill's Mafia, hope you've had a great festive period. This is the Red, White and Buffalo Blues with Robin, myself, Matt, talking Bill's news with a UK twist. And I think Christmas came early last week for us with a win that passed firmly back into the playoffs. And as I think what Sean McDermott said, a resilient win against the Chargers. Yes, which is a nice way of saying we didn't play very well, but we got the win. And to be fair, they played well when it counted. Yes. Um, You know, people make a lot of, oh, you know, short weeks and they all sound like excuses and traveling west and that sort of thing. But this was probably the last tricky game, trap game, letdown game that they had. It was six days. Chargers did have more time. They were playing with nothing to lose and for future contracts to gain. They had a new head coach. They had a new quarterback. And I will say I thought the Chargers actually played pretty well, given where they were and given what the season they had, play, playing for pride and and what have you, Eastern Stick. And, um, they played okay. They, 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 they played pretty well. I thought the defense was pretty good. They caused our O-line trouble. Um, uh, Josh Allen was frequently scrambling, frequently scrambling about. Um, thought our defense got to stick as it as it went on. Um, but yeah, you just got to you've just got to get the win. Um, points off turnovers gave him a gave him a ten point hole to dig ourselves out of. If you if you remove that, it's actually a more straightforward win. I think you can put a lot of the the closeness of the game down to the. Um, down to the sloppiness of the start and and the turnovers, you sort of you take that out of the calculation. It was a fairly straightforward victory. Just just ended up being a lot closer than it needed to be. I mean, you you look we look at it and obviously we're looking the the stats and on there. And this time it was more it was more pass than it was yes. rush and all that. Yes. Is, is, is that a, an indictment of how well this charges defense? Actually plays against played against the run, or is it more of a case that they found the weakness like the week before against Dallas, and they decided to exploit that rather than rather than actually mix it up and balance it up? Yeah, a bit of both. I, I, in fact, I think it was probably three things. I mean, if you look at the Chargers' rankings of pass defense, they were sort of they're in the sort of late twenties for almost all of them, weren't they? They were actually mm. all right. At, at stopping the run. Added to that, you had James Cook, who had a hell of a game, hell of a game against the Cowboys, but then had an illness all week. Um, so I, I'm not surprised that they probably wanted to go after the the passing game a bit more. You're also, and I'm wondering if this is a bit four-dimensional chess, they've shown that they can win a game almost entirely running the ball. I wonder if they wanted to show that they could win on the road just passing the ball instead. Option three, I think the Chargers pretty much sold out the run. If you look at James Cook's average, it was about three yards, three mm. and a half yards. Wasn't it? Uh, uh, actually, I'll check the tab in front of me. About three point five yards. Yeah, three, three and a half, three and a half yards, wasn't it? So, and, and nobody, you know, Lenny came on and did four. Josh only had five, five for fifteen as well. So they really sold out, stopped the run, and, and made Josh throw. Had a pretty decent uh, pass rush as well. The the, the O line had tr- problems letting. Uh, letting people through 
The only question <laughs> I've got is I think there was virtually zero passing plays to James Cook as a, yeah. as a pass catching running back. That that did strike me as slightly strange. I don't know if they were if they were basically resting him. I don't know yeah. if, they, if they were just thinking because he did have a lot fewer carries. I mean, he had twenty carries, which was a lot less than the previous week. I wonder if they were just okay. <clears throat> let's just try and win it with Josh. Try and get our way through, and actually, that would have been fine if it, if it weren't for a couple of really really silly turnovers. Sorry to say, James Cook in counting in that number, <laughs> uh, just mad special teams uh, muff from Deontay Hardy and. A slightly un—it's uh, a slightly stupid jo- Josh throw. It wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't the best, but it was actually quite a good play um, to pick him off. Um, the, yeah. the, the score lines obviously would be a lot um, uh, would be a lot further apart. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. I mean, as I say, if this was if this was a Dorsey led offense, still hmm. it would be cursing. Yes, I mean they, they they would be literally cursing. They'd be calling for his head, wouldn't they? Be, be and yeah, um, and yeah, maybe it is because of the success in the last few weeks that Brady's had, and the fact that it seems like he's game managing and mm-hmm. actually um, and planning ahead. That we're not we're not having a go at this offense. We're not having a go at Brady. We're not lauding anyone for actually having a rubbish um, rubbish game or why he's not being targeted. Because this offense is starting to become what we're used to, what we used to last season, and when the ball was was still here. Because yeah. it's it's now you're now seeing this offense and Josh being Josh and being what yeah. he's actually good at. I mean, yeah. he only targeted five receivers. All of them are either wide receiver or tight end. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't target anyone out the back. Obviously, just, as you say, twenty yards for seventy carry of seventy yards for twenty carries for James Cook, and all that. And it sh- it shows. It shows that he's he's there trying to mix it up a lot, and that's what I think this needed. If we had, I'm probably going to go on record here and probably say it's a hot take. If go we on. if we had Joe Brady as OC from week one. I even with the injuries and all that, I don't think we'd struggle at all. I don't think we would be nine or six right now. No, I think that's fair. I, I think, think I think we would be we would be pretty much up there fighting straight away for that number one seed. To be honest, yeah. that's with that's with Joe Brady being the um, being the OC um, from the beginning because you can clearly see how much he actually. Um, Wants to build around Allen. Obviously, the two tight end, the, the twelve personnel that Dorsey wants to run. Obviously, we've got Kincaid and Knox on there. That was only used once, yeah, against the Chargers, and they went back to what they were good at, which was spread the eleven personnel and actually sprinkling in two running backs and um, mm-hmm. two running backs in, in place. So, yeah, they're playing twenty-one instead of twelve, aren't they? Yeah, so. yeah. And interestingly, you say it's the the share of the um of the of the targets as well. Obviously, we was in for Dorsey. It was always Diggs, Allen to 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 Davis, Allen to Davis. It was those two more often. Mm-hmm. And now we've got now we've got more and more people catching. I mean, obviously, after weeks of no catches, 
Gabe Davis goes 130 yards on four receptions for a touchdown. Yeah. Stefan yeah. Diggs again had below what 70 70 yards and he hasn't had a hundred game for what good 29 29 yard five catches for 29 yeah a couple so, of, a couple of absolutely crucial catches it has to be said oh yeah but then um, when was it, his last hundred game was i don't think he's had a hundred game under door under Brady. no no quite 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 some time there, there, there um, does seem to be something um amiss there maybe but, can i can can we dare say he's lost half a step I don't know. I don't think so. I think I was reading okay. on, on The Athletic, Joe Piscali, when he does this all 22 review and all that, he analysed one play where Diggs did have separation and good separation with a safety over the top, so he'd have a one-on-one um, with the safety. But Josh was not under any pressure, so he was able to go through his progressions. And obviously he chose up going with Davis, which got less yards on there. But I have a feeling it's Thanks to this O line, that's giving Josh a lot more, a lot more time. Yeah. Well, when they when they can, when he's not being in his face and not scrambling, this offensive line because they've been there since the beginning, they've been able to, they've been able to give him Josh time to go through progressions, and we've seen that a lot more since Brady's come in. Since Brady's come in, the plays have been there where where Allen doesn't have to just continuously look off and actually pick off um, a Stefan Diggs or Gabe Davis. He can actually spread spread the targets around. And the example of this is, is Shakir. Yeah. Up until the last six weeks, or the first, I don't know, seven, eight weeks and all that, Shakir was, wasn't really targeted that much. But obviously, yeah. since then, he's broken up with, a hundred yard game and some decent plays. And he was my one to watch um, from last week for this game. And obviously he didn't come up with a touchdown, but he made some crucial plays, 45 yards on, on three, on three receptions. But the fact that Allen has time in the pocket now and the run game helps as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think Diggs has lost a step as much. I just think that Allen's been able to look at the field. And then as soon as the pressure comes, he hasn't got time to go back to Diggs and actually throw it to him. So, so he's I, become less of, less of a priority. When yeah. he, that he's not quite the number one priority. He's no. he's probably going to need to be, assuming we get into the playoffs. And I think Ooh. we've now dug ourselves out of the hole that I, th- I don't think we're jinxing ourselves, that we think we've got a shot at the playoffs now. We almost didn't dare say it out loud. But I think three really good wins. Uh, well, two, two, two really good wins in the game we're just talking about. Um, it was well. It was a good win. It's on the road against a team with nothing, no, nothing to play for, and we got the win. And defense was great. Stepped up, stepped up when it needed to. I Ooh. wonder if as well that they are maybe not saving digs for the playoffs, but maybe trying to find other ways to win. We found a way to win with a running game. Can we win with Davis and Shakir? Because you know, and uh, spoiler, Belichick's probably going to take digs digs away from you in the in the Patriots game coming up. So they're going to have to find a way of 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 at least in the passing game uh, of winning without it, and just trying to find two, three, four different ways different ways to win. James Cook as a as a pass catcher, Dawson Kincaid and Dawson Knox, Shakir and Davis. That's three alternative sets. As well as the running game, so four alternative sets that you yeah. can you can still score points, and, um, the, and the fact that and the fact that um, that Diggs hasn't come out well 
as far as we know, or national media have actually said, and actually said he's unhappy and all that. He's not come mm. out and actually said, oh, I'm not going to throw the ball. I'm unhappy. I'm throwing a strop and all that. He's, he, everyone keeps saying, and national media always said that he wants out of Buffalo. He wants out of Buffalo. Yeah. He hasn't come out and said that. And obviously him, you'd kind of think that not being targeted that much or not getting that much action, he would come out and say something, but he hasn't, knowing that it's a team game. Look, look at all those mics up. Look at all those mics up. Sideline mm. shots of Diggs, and all he's celebrating with all the game. Like he was, he was the first guy over to Gabe Davis with the touchdown. He was straight over there. He's, he's seen where he's whispering to Josh when he's been mic'd up, and he says about, oh, "Don't worry, we got, we got this. We're gonna, we're gonna win." That was after they'd got the uh, field goal, and, yeah. and Steph's just saying to Josh, "Yeah, we got this," because he knows Ed Oliver's gonna get him a sack, and he's just like, "Yeah." No, don't worry. We got this. That's the sign of a man. I think he's very comfortable where mm. he is. That's not an angry, angry man. You want to see an angry man? Look at old uh, Karen Mahomes on the sideline yelling at, um, <laughs> yelling at all his poor, his poor people, blaming others for his bad play, bad call. Yeah, play. I think. So, I think the only the only thing I'm kind of I don't know whether to be um, annoyed at what Dorsey's done or if it is a case that uh, sorry Brady's done um, or it's just not come back is Kincaid not being wasn't used much was targeted I think what had a couple of targets but dropped a few but only really had one for seven yards he's had a couple of drops wasn't he in the in the in the past few games I I don't really believe in the rookie wall Mm. but it sounds as if his year one has probably reached its he's reached the ceiling of his year one that he could do those certain routes he could get those do those certain things and that's great for year one and he'll have a good off season and he'll be good in year two year three this is not the end of him but i i wonder if he's just come to the end of this particular development and he's probably going to be used a lot sparingly, not because I don't like him, not because I don't trust him, but I just think he's he's the limits of his rookie year have perhaps been exposed. If you want to, if you want to, because uh, I, I think rookie walls a little unfair, but he, he, he's fine on a short passing route. But if you can't get him on that, he's he's let he's less uh, effective. And I, I just wonder if now now Knox is back, Josh. And that Knox is his best mate, isn't it? So I just think that Knox will probably take those reps. He's still got James Cook. Um, I think he's probably just that's probably we've maybe seen the best of him for this year. It's possible. I mean, it is possible. I mean, I say he was. I think he was. I think what I say last last week, there was actually about a few receptions away from or yards away from from a rookie record or something whether it be a bills or an nfl one it's still a really it's still a really uh strong um thing he's on 62 isn't he? he's on 62 yeah. receipts at the moment and projected 70 according to espn but i mean i think he'll be more like i think he maybe get a couple in the last last game or two um it depends, it depends on where where we're at i mean i'm just gonna go back let me see if i can get Back well, the, the usually the figure for a rookie tight end is throwing a number around, plucking a number out there. It's probably fifty. Get fifty, mm-hmm. you think? Oh yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah, fifty. He's cl- gone, probably going to be closer to seventy. And I think that when you take it, when you take the step back and look at the season, I think he's had an excellent season. He's not Travis Kelsey. Not yet. yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I, th- I think we all were sort of starting to think, oh, yeah, he's just going to be great. No, he's not. He's, 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 he, people figure you out. He, he needs another year. He needs another off season. He needs to learn a couple more tricks. He's not a one trick pony, but he's maybe a two or three trick pony. And okay, that's great. Um, he's had, he'll have almost 70, 70 catch. So I think he'll have less. I think he'll have at the end of the regular 66, 67, maybe 70 if they go, if they win a couple of playoff games. Um, yeah. but that's hey. great. That is absolutely fantastic, and let's let's not lose sight of that. Here's 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 his record. It's um it's in t- it's a franchise record. Well, now it's going to be four receptions. He can set a franchise record for most receptions by a rookie, okay. um for the Bills um over overtaking Sammy Watkins in 2014 with 65. That's pretty good, and also for a tight end as well. That's yeah. that, that's pretty damn good. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with Don Kincaid. I, I just think he, this is, he's just sort of <clears throat> reverted to the mean, as you say in statistics. Mm. So he's been playing above the mean and he's just gone back to the mean. And so it just looks like he's been quieter than, but I think you take the season as a whole. I think he's played really well. Yeah. And, and let's just go back. Obviously, a narrative is that James Cook, we're going to go on to him. Obviously, the first Bill to rush for a thousand yards in the season since McCoy in 2017. Yeah. And also, it, him and Diggs are the first um, 100 yard, a uh, thousand yards rushing receiving duo since. Uh, um, where was it? Davy right. Johnson and LaShawn. Uh, when I put it, I put it on there somewhere. I think I've got too many saved. Save stuff. Uh, Stevie Johnson, CJ Spiller. Oh, Spiller, of course. Yeah, I know. 2012. Makes sense. Yeah. 11 years since we last had a 1K rusher and receiver in um, in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that says it all, doesn't it? But it's it, it's good to see. And I say, he's he's up there. He's he's what? He's second. I think when I last checked it, it maybe less. He maybe dropped down now. Um, he was like second at the time in rushing yards hmm. and third overall win in scrimmage yards for a second year guy. And yeah, we said earlier that that you actually um, the way we've attacked the Chargers was different how we attacked Cowboys. I have a feeling we're just going to get used to that, but he can make he can make use of any play. Or any system, and any touches he gets, he'll make good use of. <coughs> so, but the real star, as I say, is is Josh Allen. And yep. before we quickly turn to defense, obviously, people may have seen on the social medias about the whole this whole MVP and all that, and the yep. interaction between um, uh, Richard Sherman and. Um, Whoever the other guy was, I can't remember now. Yes, I saw. Then he walks off. He walks off the set. Yeah, I don't know. He and, might have been just going for a piss. I don't know. But and then, um, and then obviously Des Bryant coming up on there saying Lamar Jackson should be MVP because the Ravens are number one seeds at the moment. But yeah. they're just doing that based on records. Yes, and and, as, our, as our good friend Bruce Nolan always says, wins are not a QB stat. Yeah. Completion are touchdowns are. I kind of I kind of get the interception part. Yeah, Josh is renowned for that. But Mahomes, Tua, they've got like what like four less 
interceptions yeah. than than Allen. But a guy that's the first NFL player in history to have four straight seasons of forty plus touchdowns, and he's going to yeah. break that. He's going to yeah. break his record of forty five. Um, he's actually gone oh, twelve. Probably, yeah, probably. I think he might be. He might have a good game against the Dolphins. So yeah, uh, he might get forty-five. Even, even, even a touch. If he gets three touchdowns there, he'll be on. What was it? He's actually got one this week. Did he get one or two this week? I guess yeah, Chargers. Chargers. He got three. So he, he's got he's three. On. So at the moment, he's on forty-three. His best was forty-five. In uh, 2020, I thought he was on 40 as a, after the Chargers game. Oh. Is he definitely on 43. Hold on. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. He's yeah, on. No. So I think he could he could get a couple again against the Patriots, which we'll talk about. He could he could get to he could get to 45. What's more interesting though is the next behind him. I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's Jalen Hurts on 35. Uh, I'll, I'll find I'll find what we what we talk yeah. on that. Um, yeah, but I'm pretty sure Jalen Hurts and I think Mahomes and and Lamar are, are one or two behind, one or two off that. So he's yeah. like four or five touchdowns in front of, of everyone else. Now, what I always say is, yeah, you do obviously have to take interceptions into um in into consideration when you when you think about MVP, but. The biggest stat that I would say, and this is what came out of that, that conversation, Josh Allen is responsible for 83% of the Bills' mm. total touchdowns. That's a clear 5-6% uh, ahead of Lamar, 10% ahead of pretty much everybody else. That the, the, the title is not best player, it's most valuable player. And if you yeah. want to evaluate it by the va- value that a player brings to the team, then I think Josh Allen has to be right up there. I think Lamar's had a great season, but how many wins do the Ravens get because of their running game and their defence, which is excellent in both counts. I can't believe how well they played against the 49ers. I would have had the 49ers on that all day. For the yeah. Ravens were excellent against them. And I think the thing the 49ers had a bad game. It's not it's not like they've they've collapsed or anything. But <clears throat> I thought they just had a good game and the 49ers didn't play well. <clears throat> but is Lamar more valuable to the Ravens, or could you probably put another quarterback in there and they, you'd get a similar number of results? Say Josh Allen out and put another quarterback into the Bills, I don't think you do. No. So by, the, by, by, the, by the standards of most valuable player, I think Josh Allen has to be very nearly there or thereabouts. But like yeah. all things, it's a beauty contest. I That's why <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes' interceptions are always described as not having the right receiving core around him. Jalen never, never personally at fault for an interception. It's always bad protections and the receivers letting them down. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was second in there with thirty with thirty five on that. Yes, but, yeah, so he's five clear. So Josh Allen's five clear ahead of second place. But but you look at you look at that and they say it's twelve straight games with um with a what you call it with um a rush and a passing touchdown as well. Yeah. He's actually um. And if you compare him to Lamar in the um, in the stats, and I had it here, and I just hate scrolling through so many different things. Yeah. Um, games um, with two hundred yards passing this <clears> season: <throat> Lamar nine, Josh Allen twelve. Game with yeah. three hundred plus Lamar two, Allen four. Game with two plus touchdown passes: Lamar six, Allen. Eight game with one passing touchdown, eleven. Josh Allen every game. 
Um, a game with one pass touchdown and one rush touchdown. Lamar, two. Allen, 11. And yeah, there are guys are saying that it's it's on Jackson because the the Ravens are eleven and eleven and three. The defense won them that game against the 49ers. Yes, it did. Yeah, and and all and all credit to the to the Ravens. Yeah. They, they fully deserve to be twelve and three. Beat the Dolphins on Sunday. They get the number one seed hands down. That means mm. they can play the kids uh, week eighteen because they they basically get three weeks off. Yeah, they get week eighteen off and the first first round of the bye. They've been the best team in the AFC. But yeah. that does not, it's not the same thing as saying that Lamar Jackson is the most valuable player. That's saying the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the AFC. And I, I don't think there's much argument there. They've oh, won yeah, the game. No. 100% not. 100% you, look at, not. you look who they've lost to. You look who they, the, the, the ones they've lost to as well. So just while I'm talking, I'm having to stop my cat from chewing the uh, power cable to my laptop because he hasn't had enough attention today. Uh, so talk amongst yourselves. Um, if you look at the games that the, the Ravens have lost, they've not really been blown away. They had, but they had a bad one uh, earlier on against the Titans. They mm. had um, a couple of AFC Norths that, that have gone against them as well. But they, they've clearly been the, the, the best team in the AFC. Not the same thing as Lamar being the MVP. I, th- I wonder if they're wanting to hedge their bets because they're worried that someone's going to knock them off. Same thing will happen as happened in 2019 or 2020. With the Ravens were the number one seed and they lost at home to the Titans. Yeah, I, I wonder if that I, you're not completely sold, are you? By, by you're not you're not quite ready to rule it out, are you? That, that no. Will either knock them off in the division or, or someone will go in there in the championship game and beat them. Hopefully yeah. But, so so we, we've talked a lot about the offense. This defense yeah. is is something else on there. I mean, with the I, injuries, just well, phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I singled out Ed Oliver as my player to watch on defense last week. Good call. And he had two sacks. He was disruptive on the obviously <laughs> pretty much the game winning sack. Yes. Let's call it that. Because yeah. Chargers had no timeouts and all that. But yeah. he was that disruptive that let other people in. I mean, Puna Ford, inactive for most of the week, most most weeks, came up. Actually, was disruptive and got a sack himself thanks to Ed Oliver. Yeah, and I think I think Ed's had that that season where really he's he's it's a career year and he's finally become the um the the defensive tackle that we drafted him for. Yeah, and that's and that and that's good to see. And obviously. We had other stats. I mean, Russell Douglas with a sack. Bernard's got got one as well. Um, yeah. And then there's so many intercepts. Well, no interceptions because season six, we for the first quarter, two quarters, we made him look like um, made him look like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. The fact that yeah. he could pretty much carved us up with that. Oh, excuse me, with that offense. But it's it's refreshing to see. That we've got, we've got a defense that, even though we're missing Trey White, we're missing Mecca High, we're missing Matt Milano, we're missing Dequan Jones, we're missing, in essence, Jordan Phillips, we're missing Von Miller. Yes, Von Miller played, but he got <laughs> yes. out. The, he got uh, out. He got played. We're missing the production of, of Von Miller. The the man is showing up, but uh, yeah, production. we've got we've got um, what was it? It's um. Kingsley Jonathan outshone Von Miller, and he only had seven snaps. <laughs> he only had seven snaps in um, 
in the in that game and he did more than von miller did and yeah thinking how how and why is this going to happen is this going to is is von miller at the end of it and all that but even with all those injuries and and non-factors in the game we're still able to put up good numbers and actually still have a top i don't know where we are overall but i think we're like a top 10 um a top 10 defense maybe even top five and it's it's you've got defense on the things like points conceded and yards conceded and that sort of thing and you can come out near the top but there's two things i'll say what's your defense like on third down and the old saying about depth is having depth is great until you need to use it. And you look at the the people who've come in, um, mm. Bill's defense. I'm thinking Tyrell Dodson, obviously Russell Douglas, obviously Christian Benford, even Taylor Rapp, who I'm I, my, I'm I'm sometimes go back and forth on him. I think sometimes he was a bit of a liability, um, but actually the last couple of games I think he's been very good. Um, yeah, AJ Vanessa, I know get get well soon. Ho- hopefully he's he's limited in in training, but ho- hopefully he, he he might play. Daquan Jones obviously been um, cleared to practice. He practiced full uh, this week as well. So he's bringing those other guys in as replacements. And yeah, they're not quite at the caliber of a Trey White or a Micah Hyde or a Matt Milano, but God damn it, they're they're absolutely playing their tails off. And mm. on those the crucial third downs. They're making the difference. You know, you had the three third down stops against against the Chiefs. You had the sacks on Dak Prescott last week. And then you had just the great coverage uh, against Easton Stick uh, as yeah. well. I mean, the, the we had three turnovers. They kicked three field goals in the in, in the fourth quarter. You know, sh- load, load of short fields. And yet the defense bailed the, the Bills offense out and just allowed us to, get, to go down the field and, and get the points that we needed. Yeah, um, with hopefully if Epinez is coming back this week, maybe Micah Hyde, even if he's just for an extra body, and if we can get Daquan Jones, maybe he can play a handful of snaps this week to get him get him ready, and then get a. I'd rather, I'd rather keep Jones out. To be I, honest, I know what you're saying. I absolutely know what you're saying. And just a quick minute on this, I don't know if I want his first snaps back to be against the Dolphins. I maybe just want to give him five or ten snaps, even if it's just five or ten snaps against the Patriots this week, just so he's back on the field, just so he's going, just give him a bit more. I don't think you're going to give him a full workload against the Dolphins, but maybe you can <clears throat> get him a bit more, bit more this week, bit more against the Dolphins. And then if you're in the wild card rounds, you know, ramp mm. him up play through it. But I, it looks like we might just get a couple of extra guys defensively. If we can get AJ Epinesa, Daquan Jones, and maybe even Micah Hyde back in the next couple of weeks might make all the difference yeah and and on ed oliver obviously eight and a half sacks a career year for him on true interior defensive linemen and i'm not talking about guys like um guys that will play defensive line and defense or defensive end and defensive tackle pure defensive tackle he's second in the league in sacks wow who's first uh justin uh madabuke of baltimore with 12 oh, fair enough. Oh, well that's pretty that's pretty good company then isn't it the only and guy then, is the number one team in the AFC. he's had combined um combined tackles um justin's on 49 heads on 48 um solo uh justin's got 36 oliver's got 31 
Um, assisted, Justin's got 13. Oliver had, I think I saw 17. Let's have a look. Uh, 17, yeah. And uh, tackles for losses. Um, both of them have got 13. And tackle for losses. Hold on. No, tackle for losses. Um, Justin's on 11. Oliver's on 13. And tackle for and quarterback hits. Justin's on 31. Ed Oliver is on 14. So other than other than that, the one thing that he can improve on is actually getting hits on the quarterback. Mm. He's statistically the best, one of the best or top two defensive tackles in the um, in the NFL this year. Yeah, and um, we got him for an absolute steal. Yeah, contract, I'm just contract gonna, wise, we extended him just at the right time yeah. as well. I'm even gonna to show how well he's doing. I'm bringing up Aaron Donald's stats for this year. Okay. Um, can I do a compare? Where's the compare option? Uh, no, doesn't let me compare. Fine. Um, this year so far, Aaron Donald six sacks, forty-eight combined, twenty-five solo. Um, 23 assisted, 14 tackle for losses, and 21 quarterback hits. So it's it's similar, but obviously Oliver's actually had more. I just don't know if I can't compare, which doesn't let me compare, which is kind of annoying. Um, but it's pretty much spot on, and the same sort of same sort of um, what do you call it stat as Aaron Donald. Minus the um, minus the amount of stacks, and obviously ta- assisted and tackle for losses. Mm. Donald better, but solo and um, combined and sacks. Oliver's Oliver's hit the trail. So we finally got that. We finally got that true three tech one that would compare to Aaron Donald, mm. even though no one likes it to actually go on there with with Puna Ford, with Daquan coming back and all that in the right time, we're starting to get healthy minus minus Milano and White for the playoffs. We are gonna yeah. be a team that no one wants to no one wants to face. Well you look at how many you look at how many top players around the NFL. I mean no very few people get through a season completely unscathed, do they? You, mm. you normally use a couple of top players, don't you? I mean God's sake, how many how many quarterbacks have gone? This yeah. year, I've just lost count. Herbert's gone. Burrow's gone. Rogers has gone. Um, I'm just, uh, who's the Steelers guy? The uh, uh, Deshaun Watson of the Browns. Um, Russell Wilson being benched for Jared. Well, we're benched because of the money, isn't it? What an <laughs> yeah. absolute disaster that's turned out to be. And you, you know, you you wonder if you, you wonder about your own general manager, and you just think Sean Payton. Oh my God. Mm. Well, I mean, they should never have given him that amount of money for it for a guy in, well into his thirties. I, mean, I quite like, actually, quite like Russell Wilson. I think he's been he was almost handed a poison chalice. He wasn't in the right place in Seattle. Gets the chance to go to Denver for a ton of money, but now they're probably going to cut him. I mean, where does he end up now? Yeah, he didn't do a lot wrong. He just played on a really ropey team. I could see him going to New England, our next opponents, to be honest. <laughs> but not bad. Yeah. I mean, who's 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 an otherwise all right team but but just needs a quarterback. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of them, let's let's go let's go into it. I mean, they're gonna be yeah. led by they're gonna be led by Bailey Zappi. I see he's now... actually played that bad. 
no. last couple of games. I, I mean, I mean, by the transitive properties of podcasting, we need to take this game seriously. So the Bills players will take this game seriously mm. and not balls it up after everything we, we've we've gone through. He was 19 of 28 for 240 against the Steelers, 23 of 31 for 180 against the Chiefs. Okay, they lost that one, lost it by 10, but not a bad performance. And against the Broncos that they won, 25 against that Broncos defense, 25 of 33 for 256. Okay. Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, he ain't. But that's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Bayless oh, Hammond. yeah, no. What happens to him at the end of the season, don't know. Um, it might not be enough to, to save him. They may very well look at look for a Russell Wilson, like you say. But he's not bad. And I think you, he could make a couple of plays. He could make a couple of drives if we're not careful. And we need to shut that thing down. Yeah, I think... I think he was. I'm surprised that it took New England that long to actually go, go for him. I mean, with with him at quarterback rather than Mac Jones. As much as I want to say it's going to be an easy game, it's no, going to be a little bit. It's going to be a little bit harder. It's going to be a little bit harder. It's going to be same as the Chargers. I'm going to call. The, I could call this a a trap game because. I said I like Bailey Zapp coming out of Western Kentucky. I saw some of his things. You you don't become the um, the passing leader in yards in um, in a single season in the NC in his last year for mm. without being a a good cornerback a, a quarterback. But him over Mac Jones, he offers you something a lot more. Mac Jones is more your traditional tom brady type guy he'll stay in the pocket he he won't scramble as much he'll scramble when he needs to but he's not he's not a scrambler if stuff gets wrong he'll hold on to it and get sacked that zappy is is a little bit different he will you can see a bit of a bit of running ability in him and that's always going to add extra dimensions as a quarterback as yep. every defense knows with josh allen You've got to defend not just the pass, but the run on that. And he's underrated. Yeah. Zappy's underrated. If he's got if he's got the um the team around him, great. He can actually be a um he can be a decent guy. He can be a decent quarterback for the um for the Patriots. And I think their run game. I mean, depending on him, depending on injuries, he's potentially got Demario Douglas, Devonte Parker, and Ezekiel Elliott to throw to. Not necessarily in the first flush of youth, but that's that's potentially three receivers he could be he could be throwing to. He also got three. also throwing the Hunter Henry, who's always had decent games against. Has already had decent games. They've got they've brought Mark, Mike Zecchi, which okay, he's. He's a shadow of his Miami self now. Yeah. But you've got you've still got guys there and Ray Gore's had had yeah. moments. Taekwon Thornton's had moments in there. They've they've got guys that can do damage. They've now got a quarterback that can potentially unleash the potential. Let's play yes. that. Yeah, they could. They, they, you know, you don't want to let them hang around. You don't want to get into the fourth quarter and think they could be a a ninety yards drive away with with nothing to lose. Because I'm sure there's nothing they'd like Patriots would like more uh, than to knock off their AFC East opponents. So yeah. I'll, I'll just do not underestimate this game. It's almost a fundamentals game. It's control the line, defend the run from the from the Bills, and get James Cook cooking in the. Um, in the running, in the rushing offense as well. Don't turn the ball over. 
don't don't go for too much. Just make the plays that are available to you. Take what they give you. Run the ball well. Keep it tight at the back, as I would say, on on defense. Stop stop the run and make Bailey Zap play a play a one play a, you know play like yeah. Brady. That's you know make it make him make, make him be a hero. Yeah, to do it. Um, I think. I think looking at looking at the stats on there, I say it every week, and this one is going to be more important on there, is is winning the trenches. The, yes. the Bills are seventh in rushing um on offense with 130 yards point five yards per game. New England's only average eighty five at ninety five point seven yards per game. Total defense, the uh, the rushing yards, New England only give up eighty four point eight yards per game. The Bills defensive line give up one hundred eleven point three yards per game. Mm-hmm. You can you see in there that that is that's going to be a key. And Christian Barrymore, he's disruptive. He is. I've looked on the. Uh, I was looking this. I was looking up Ed Oliver stats. Barrymore's got the same amount of snap, um, same amount of sacks as um, as Ed Oliver. He had three against the Broncos. What is his? Where is he? He's um, where? When I see Ed Oliver, yeah, Christian Barrymore. Compared to Ed Oliver, eight and a half sacks, same as Ed Oliver. Forty-eight combined tackles, um, same as Oliver. Thirty solo tackles, thirty-one to Oliver. 18 assists, 11 um, tackle for losses, and 15 quarterback hits. Hmm. And that's that. And he's only started. What was it? Game started. He's only started four of the 15 games. Okay, injuries helped him. Injuries not helped him, but he's he's a disruptive force. And one of the reasons why this defensive line of of the Patriots are ones that really are going to are really going to be looking, looking for and could be stout. So it is more. It is going to be more of a, a trap game because. But then their injury list, their injuries are a bit hit and miss this year, this week. Hmm. What are their injury reports potentially got two safeties out. Um, what was it they've got? Julius Pepper, Jabril Pepper, sorry, he's got hamstring issues. Um, Jalen Mills, concussion. Um, Hunter Henry's limited. Um, Christian Barmore is obviously limited. Juwan Bentley, the linebacker, limited. Trent Brown did not practice. Okay, it was an illness. JJ, um, Juju Smith-Schuster, ankle, questionable. So they have injuries, but they're like the Bills. They have a good defensive coach. Yeah, because of head coach, that will actually get them into the right position. So yeah. it's a crucial game for us because we need to win. And as I say the key is to let let the Bills' offense just cook. Let Josh be Josh, yeah, and go yeah. and go from there. Yeah. Because because um, I say once once he's done that, he's he's as good as anyone. And Josh and the Bills are seventeen and two since Josh Allen's taken over in December and January. Yeah. He's got a pretty Josh got a pretty good record against the Patriots. Obviously, yeah, we lost in the in the Dorsey regime and shades of the the 2021 game as well, but there's Josh tends to get it done against the Patriots. So yeah. again, don't don't turn it over, don't do anything silly. 
move the ball downfield, use your run game. The, the offensive line look like, look like they're holding up. I mean, I can't believe that all five have started every game. We don't, mm. don't have anyone on, on the injury report either from the from the O line, which yeah. is great. Looks like we've got so many players coming back. Um, the the one was a bit of uh, Leonard, Leonard Floyd was my, my only uh, the only injury worry really, which was did not practice. Might be fine. Might might be something more serious. But yeah, just don't lose your heads. Go drive the ball downfield, play decent defense. They should be the better team, but you have to take this seriously. Yeah. And, um, if they do that, then I think they have an excellent chance. And then, well, and the Ravens Dolphins game is is on at the same time, so I'm keeping half an eye on on the updates coming in from there. Because as I'm sure, no one needs reminders. If the Ravens win, they get the number one seed, and then. Week 18 game is for the AFC East and then the number two seed. Yeah. And that and then that will be that'll be the game. I mean, you just you just look at and this is in the it's obviously in Highmark Stadium where obviously yep. the Bills at home. are at home. They've actually um they've got a thirty and eight record, including playoffs, a hundred four hundred and three um plus four hundred and three point margin at home, both the best they have a 27-15 record in divisional games, including playoffs, um, since McDermott's become head coach and all that. And you've got an offense there that's got Cook, who can play both, who can actually give you decent games. You've got Shakir, you've got Davis that on his day when it's targeted will give you um full give moon you game. <laughs> big game. Big game game. Full full moon game <laughs> shows about once every four weeks. But it's we've got we've got enough on there, and who who are your players? Who are your players to watch? Just do we we'll quickly go players to watch? You asked. Glad you asked. I'm going to st- start defense or do defense than offense. I'm going to say Tyrell Dodson because mm-hmm. we might need some help in the run defense, and uh, that would be that that would be just sounds as a pound if we can uh, shut New England down and make make force force Bailey's up to throw. And offense, I'm going to say Lombardi Lenny for the running game. Just give give James Cook a bit of assistance. I think it's going to be won or lost on our rush offense and our rush defense. So I've gone for both sides of the ball running game. Okay, and your and your predictions. My prediction is close. I'm going to say I think there's going to be a lot of field goals. I think I, I trust our defense. I think we'll probably get a late score at the end to make the score a bit more, uh, a bit wider. But I'm going to say Bills to win twenty three nine. But it's not. It's, I don't think it's, it's not going to be a plus thirty. I don't. I don't see that happening. I think it would be a few field goals and a score, maybe in each half. Touchdown score. I mean, that's fair enough. My my offense. I I'm split. I'm split between three. Okay. And they're all the they're all the. Um, Interior offensive linemen. Okay. Because obviously, as I say, this 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 defense of the um of the Patriots is good. Barrymore is 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 disruptive and good. So it's going to need a big game from those to keep Josh upright. So I'm gonna. I don't know. I, I want to say all three, but I can't. <laughs> no, yeah, you can only pick one. Oh, I've said I've had McGovern, I've had um, Torrance this year. Let's go with let's go with centre. Let's go with Mitch Morse. Okay, let's let's, let's let's put all three of them in there. 
And my defensive player is going to be um, is Greg Greg Rousseau. Okay. Even even though Leonard Floyd's been the most disruptive in terms of um, of sacks, twelve and a half sacks, and all that, he has actually um, improved a lot since his injury. He's actually become he's only played over seventy percent of the team's defensive snaps. No other defensive end made past fifty. He's worked both sides. He's worked inside as a pass rusher, as a defensive tackle on certain plays. He's a guy that every single game proves me wrong from when, when we first drafted him. I said that it was actually um, it was a wasted pick first round and all that, but he slowly started. Every week he just shoves it down me when he actually lines up and actually gets has good games on there. The fact that he's young and he's actually developed quite a lot. Uh, so... Those two are my players to watch and score. Score. I think I'm going to go for 24. 24 17. I, Ooh, I, okay. I can see. A bit, I can of, a, see, bit of a nail biter in the fourth quarter. No, no. I think, I think we run out. We, I think we have it done by the fourth quarter. They just get that garbage. They get that fourth quarter touchdown just to actually make it look closer. Just to get one score, and then we just yeah. Run out. Okay, we we will be we'll we'll have won it by say middle of the fourth quarter. We'll be ten points. We'll be what was it? What did I say? I said um, twenty four seventeen. We'll be twenty four ten up with half the fourth quarter to go. They'll get a garbage time touchdown. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, it'll make it a one score and they'll be looking for a stop. So there'll be a little, a little a couple of butterflies, maybe. Yeah. So, but this one is is a six o'clock, a six o'clock it one. It is. Yeah, I know. I've forgotten what a six o'clock kickoff uh, has been. I, I could be wrong about this, but I think the last 6 p.m. kickoff we had on a Sunday was the last Patriots game. Um, mm. Ironically, I was in Singapore, uh, which actually meant it kicked off at 1am. So, <laughs> and I couldn't even watch it because I had to get up at 4am to go to the airport. So I got up at 4am and, and watched Let it. Let me have a look. I think, uh, I last... uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we lost that game. That yeah, we lost that one as well. Probably not because of the timing, probably because we were... Uh, <laughs> In a bit of a mess, but uh, uh this one's yeah. on this one. Obviously, <laughs> you've got Dazen, you've got um, you've got that now to watch, um, yeah. or let's just stream it. But it's going to be it's going to be a good one. Hopefully, the Ravens do us a favor. We go into week 18 all tied up with um, and, and well, themselves a favor because they'll get the number one seed if yeah. they win. So that's and enough motivation, really. And it'll put us a game behind Miami with all to play for. Um, and we'll have a really good show um, when it comes to that. Uh, follow us on all the socials. Um, keep liking and subscribing, leaving comments. Um, and for Robin, myself, Matt, saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for listening, and let's go Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't know anything about work. You don't know anything about work. No. Huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.